Hello and welcome into the World Travel Dad Show. This is the third episode. I'm in southern Sweden and today we will talk about everything that we've learned in southern Sweden. This is a terrific country. I had never been to Sweden before and the last time I recorded a podcast I was in Norway We've since gone to Gothenburg, the second largest city in Sweden. People in the States have all heard of Stockholm. That is on the other side of the country. If you look at a map, Gothenburg is south of Oslo. And if you don't know your Scandinavian geography, you're not alone. I didn't before we got here. But now I'm happy to say I know a little bit more about uh, Borusland, southern Sweden, and currently I'm recording in uh, Lahom, sorry, Lahom, Sweden, which is in the sort of Danish, we're getting close to Denmark here as we work our way south, and Lahom is south of Gothenburg. It's not quite to the large city of Helsingborg. Maybe you've heard of that. And I have my normal studio back, so we always like to start the show with the current events. There is a sort of global recession going on from an economic standpoint, it looks like. The U.S. is most likely in a recession. I'm not an economist. I don't know what that means. I'm looking at it. There's some debate going on about whether we are or are not in a recession. I don't know why we're debating that. (laughs) I think that you have to just look at what are the conditions on the ground, what is going on in your life and in your finances, and I don't know where you are, so I can't comment on what it's like for you, but I know before I left the States, groceries were getting expensive, gasoline was getting expensive. Uh, Gasoline was nowhere near the cost in the States that it is in Europe. It's double. It's double the cost. We, for the past week, we've been driving around in a, a BMW, and It was amazing, and it was fast, and it was diesel, and we went to fill up the tank. It was easily double what I would pay in Colorado, so no shocker there. If you have looked into going to Scandinavia, um, either Norway or Sweden, those are the two countries I've been to, and I can tell you they're quite amazing, but they're expensive. And I know everyone says, yes, I know they're expensive, but tell me how expensive. Tell me what I'm going to pay for my cost of living while I'm in Sweden or Norway. And I will be writing a blog post about that shortly. That will be published 
today is the 23rd of July. We will probably publish that in the next couple of days. I'm almost finished with it. It just kind of runs down what we've encountered. We've stayed in a lot of hostels and uh, that's been a cheaper place to stay. The hostel per night has run about $130 and that was the same. That was in Oslo. In fact, the last podcast I recorded was from that hostel and we've stayed in two other hostels in Sweden, um, probably about 30 kilometers from Gothenburg out in the countryside. You quickly get into the country once you leave Gothenburg. Uh, Gothenburg seems like a nice enough city. We didn't spend much time there. We went out into um, the countryside near Lerum and Grobo. And uh, those were very nice towns. I, I was told um, that they had not met many Americans and that's what, that's what World Travel Dad likes to hear. That's, those are the experiences that we're seeking when we travel. Because again, I've said it before, I will say it again, traveling is not a vacation. It's not work either. It's somewhere in between the two. It's in between work and a vacation. And it can seem like a vacation at times, and sometimes it can seem like work. But traveling is a different animal. And so we are not, we don't travel necessarily to the most coveted spots on the globe. Sometimes we end up there. But this is, uh, this is budget, this is a budget trip. And so it's a little, it's been off the beaten path. We've, we've stayed with some relatives. We've stayed in some hostels. We stayed on a farm for two nights and I'll link to the blog post in the show notes. Once I complete the blog post and I did a section that talked about the farm that we stayed on which was delightful and it was different and it was great for the kids the kids loved it but the adults not so much but that's all right and then we went on to the town of Hestra and the the I had heard of Hestra before because they make ski gloves and we are from Colorado and we are skiers and most of the skiers that I know have heard of Hestra. In fact, my wife uses those ski gloves. I use an old pair of North Face gloves that has duct tape all over them. So clearly I'm not the target market for high-tech ski gloves. But my wife uses the Hestra gloves. And anyway, they are manufactured in Hestra, Sweden. And so I looked on the map and I said, why don't we go check it out? Well, as you would guess, there is a ski hill at this town, but we're here in the summertime and they've, they turn it into a mountain bikers paradise and it is really a fantastic resort. And I talked to one of the workers there who had never, he had worked there for several years and he had never met an American tourist in the town. And again, I um, was very happy to hear that. 
and I was proud that we were there, and I was proud that we had such a good time. My wife and kids did the treetop adventure, which um, sounds somewhat um, innocuous and benign, but it's not. It was a it was a um, um, a rope course and a um, zip lining course on steroids. It was pretty insane, and it was a great value. And we were really thrilled with that. Um, that will also be in the blog post. And once we left Hestra, we stayed in Grobo with relatives, and we did a family reunion. And then we moved on to where we are now in Lahome, southern Sweden. And getting back to some of the notes I have on the costs, um, I start. I, uh, I start at beer. Beer is a, a very good litmus test for me when I'm traveling. It's a good anchor for costs. It can give you sort of that initial shock or pleasant um, experience. And it's cheaper. Beer is cheaper here in La Home than it was in Oslo by quite a lot. In Oslo, I was paying $10 for a half liter of beer. In La Home, I'm paying about six to seven dollars, um, and that's for restaurants. By the way, if you go to one of the government monopoly liquor stores, you can get very cheap half liters of beer. So, if you just plan ahead, you should have plenty of cold, good beer. And one of the things I focus on when I travel is um, I focus on what I really like about Europe. And traveling, I think people get caught up in this cycle of focusing on the things that are different, and the, and the things that they miss from home, and they wish that they things were like that, and they point out all these differences that are kind of nagging to them. And since I came to Europe when I was 20, and that was 22 years ago, and I've been back quite a bit since, but not a not a ton. But I always have. Enjoyed. I've always focused on the things that I like and that I enjoy and that may be different. And it's not that I want to live in Europe necessarily, but I certainly enjoy being here. And we've been in country now for a month, and it's been great. And I don't, I don't miss home. And it's not that I don't miss my. Family and my loved ones, and there are a couple things here and there where you you find yourself missing home. But I I generally don't miss the states yet, so I will check in on the homesick meter from time to time. And um, but back to the costs. Um, the we went out to dinner last night in La Home, and we paid about. Twenty twenty four dollars for the expensive dish that I got, which was the sea bass. It was terrific. It had a hollandaise sauce. It was on a bed of mashed potatoes, and I split that with my son who likes fish. And one thing to keep in mind is the tip tipping is not really expected in 
most of Scandinavia that we've seen. I ended up giving a about a 10% tip last night. I thought that the staff was good and helpful and uh, not overly so. I mean, you're not going to find that in Europe. You're not going to find servers fawning over your table and um, that's fine with me I actually don't need that um, that's not why I go to a restaurant I don't go there to to meet a server um, in the states that happens and it's charming and enjoyable and um, that's expected and that's part of the job in the states but that's not so much in Europe um, but uh, so that the cost of the meal kind of factors that in a bit. You know, you have to take that into consideration. And also there's um, there's tax that's, that's basically factored into that cost. They don't assess the tax at the end of the, the total. Um, the, the, the price is what you see. And so you can count that up in your head and, there's, and it's not really a sticker shock. So there's, there's quite a bit of tax in, in these Scandinavian countries. And I'll get into that briefly here, um, but that uh, is something to to uh, consider. That when you're when you're looking at a price, there's there's a there's some tax involved, and um, and again, you know, this is not a cheap place, but um, but it's it's certainly not overly expensive, and it's been an enjoyable place to travel. La Home is um, really a lovely town. And the church here dates back to the 1200s. We're going to check that out soon. We're going to go to the beach tomorrow on Sunday. We're going to take a bus to get there. And one of the themes for World Travel Dad Show is you need to master, if you're traveling, you need to master public transport. You need to take, you need to do whatever you can to figure it out. Um, the internet makes it so easy. Just take a little bit of time at night um, after the kids are in bed and pour yourself a glass of wine and dig in with your spouse and use it as a fun activity to try to master that. It's so valuable to use public transportation. I think it's a it's an edge that we have as travelers. In, in, skin, in Sweden, for instance, there's a very high tax rate and those taxes that the people that live here are paying are going toward these public transportation systems. And so you should use those. You don't have to pay the taxes to get them. So you're sort of uh, piggybacking off of the locals there. And we're going to take that to the bus tomorrow. And um, on that note, on the on the tax rate... Um, last segment was cut off and I wanted to go into the tax rates of Sweden because I had some some more to say about that you know when you go out to a restaurant in Sweden one of the ways that you're getting taxed is through a value added tax I've seen as high as like 25% uh, on on some of the itemized bills but remember that's factored into the cost of the food you're ordering as is the uh, service charge for the servers because de facto tipping is not expected virtually everywhere. And so what you end up having is a lot like a flat tax. 
that has been proposed by people in the United States that really has zero chance of ever becoming law. But I think a lot of libertarian Ron Paul types have talked about the flat tax. It's a lot more equitable, I believe, than the escalated tax rate we currently have. And I think if I spend $90 in Sweden at a restaurant, there's a good chance I'll get more value than if I spend that same $90 at some terrible U.S. restaurant with a few nice but essentially useless servers. I don't need them filling my water every 10 minutes. I mean, a lot of that could be automated anyway. Um, And so I think there's some hidden value there. I think middle-class people in Sweden probably pay more than middle-class taxpayers in the U.S. And not to get political, but I think a lot of U.S. taxpayers pay very little, very low taxes, um, middle-income earners because of the escalated tax structure. And at least in Sweden, you're getting university uh, paid for, you're getting health care, and so you're actually able to access those programs. And my hunch is, I'm not a CPA, but I don't think that a lot of these tax program and social welfare programs are phased out in Sweden the way they are for U.S. citizens. And also, high income earners in Sweden pay slightly less than a high income earner would pay in California. So the tax rate's actually a little bit lower when you factor in state tax, Obamacare tax. And apparently Sweden does not have the estate or gift taxes. I'm not sure the legislative history of that, but Europe, my hunch is Europe tends to be more of an old money society. And I think they allow you to pass wealth. And that might sound anathema to U.S. citizens, but think about it this way. If you're it allows you to look beyond your own generation. You could look several generations ahead and try to build fam- familial wealth without having the government come and take it. So really, it, it it allows for more growth. It allows for more equity down the road. And sure, you may be a low-class um, wage earner in the U.S. now, but if you can build up wealth and send your kids to school, then they'll be able to build wealth and they'll their kids will be better off, and it's and the eliminating the estate tax is really a more fair way to do it. So, in many ways, uh, Sweden is more capitalist than the U.S., and that should really be pointed out. And I might continue to mention that. See you next time. We'll most likely be in England on the next episode.